Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. It starts with a taste, knowingly or unknowingly, from a cursed creature who has decided to curse you too. You find yourself in love, obsessed, and soon living an existence of servitude. Ghoul's Fatal Addiction Servitude takes place in the Twin Cities of Minnesota during the winter of 1988 and tells the tale of Keith, played by Becca, Lewis, played by Joaquin, and Dennis, played by Slavic, as they are tasked to track down a missing ghoul and are exposed to the darkness that surrounds them. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So as the scream dies off, the camera cuts out as you hear it fall, like it was thrown to the ground. And the camera comes back on. and see a man, that is Dustin, sitting with no shirt on, wearing some sweatpants. Looks like in the couch that you are standing in front of now, just sobbing looking in the camera and he's saying I, I, I don't know what I've and he's like trying to talk and you see and he's like he's kind of having a hyperventing a little bit and he's like well, well I'm cursed I, why did I do why did I take that from him why what what have I become what what have I become what and you see him like bawling into the camera again tears are running down his face like he can't even talk and then you see him reach for like a little remote and he clicks it and turns off the camera again. I'm going to need all three of you to roll me a self-control roll, please. Difficulty four. Do I have to make anything because I'm Bruja Ghoul or? or difficulty is one higher. So difficulty five, yeah. All right. Three successes for me. Okay. Two for me. Four for me. So you guys all sit there and then as it cuts out, you hear the tape click like it's done. And the TV is just standing there like it's you hear actually it click like it's done, turn off and then it starts like rewinding like those tapes used to do on their own. And you guys are left alone on your thoughts before we cut the scene to you guys. What's going on in your head, Dennis, right now that you are left in this awkward silence, hearing it record, standing next to these two strangers and kind of like, you know, I mean, like how are you process and what are you taking away from all that? This is a typical example of a postmodern artist taking things too far. And th- the composition of the piece was completely just everywhere, you know? It's just too many things happening at once, you know? There was no focus. The lighting was terrible. But, but there was some spark of passion there. Uh, he doesn't believe it's like a real paper oh so he's like he's telling himself that he thinks this was just like some homemade cinema bullshit right. like oh, yeah. oh does okay let me ask you this and sincere answer does he believe what he's trying to tell himself right there oh yes for okay. sure like he's probably done similar things oh okay so it's legit is this not him trying to like okay i got you definitely i like that what about you lewis what are you thinking at this moment he was definitely saying like Oh, he's like, why do we need to find this guy again? Shouldn't he? Can't we just bring him to the police and just let him be someone else's problem? Like he's no, he's uh, even he would if it was if anyone else had asked him, he would be like, I don't know how much I want to do this. 
What about you, Keith? What are you thinking at the moment? I'm staring at the screen where he last, Dustin was last portrayed. And I'm thinking, what, what kind of monster is he? How many more monsters are on or are in the good boys club? And that these are the, the people that I'm trying to protect my position from. Now, this is a question. Obviously, Keith doesn't know his nature, right? Like, unlike, unlike these other two who have an idea. Ha- with this reflective, like, thoughts that you're having right now, like, how many am I surrounded by people like this? Is there a moment where, like, you look at how you've been maybe for, like, the last few years and have you seen anything similar and, like, that makes you wonder, like, am I becoming this? Or is this right now you're just like, their outside influences are like that. And I'm like the normal person. I would be lying to myself at this point. Um, since my focus is mostly on the business, I've I've taken that. I got to do what I can to get ahead and have taken it to more of an exaggerated state, but not realizing it because it's been slowly morphing and seeing the situation on the screen well, there can be some similarities, just utterly refusing to see it because that's personal. That's personal life that he has going on. That has nothing to do with what I am. Plus, you are one who also has like a personal side of you that you have not shown to your peers. You know what I mean? That you too. So yeah, very well. Like how many other sides do we all have our own other sides that we don't know about each other? And is this just like a weird dance that we all do in public and who gains from it? Like who's gaining from you guys wanting to portray yourselves to be like this too. That's like, I'm sure maybe another thought there. So you guys are left alone standing there. Go ahead. Seems on you guys. I'll mention some of my uh, critical thoughts on this contemporary this piece. <laughs> All right, and then Lewis looks, turns to Dennis, is like, "Are you a right in the head? That wasn't any dra- any decent drama I would ever see put." That of course what- it wasn't decent. It was terrible, but it's not entirely terrible. Right? It's like... I don't know. It was like horrifying. See, well, yeah. Uh, but that, that's the point of art, isn't it? Like, to evoke something in the viewer. Art. Right? You call attacking someone art. I mean, it's obviously filmed. Fake. I just sort of, like, glance over at Keith and just glance back to Dennis, like, Okay. And I think we're moving on. Like like Lewis would just sort of like, you know, said like his crosses his arms, like his hackles are up now. Unless you, of course, knew Dustin to be uh, a bit insane. At this point, I can't say I knew Dustin. This is nothing that I've seen from him before. I'm loath to say it, but we should look at the other tape. Go, tape number two. So when you pop in the second tape and you hit play, you all are at first like, the moment when Dennis's finger goes forward and hits the play button on the VHS and you hear and it starts spinning, you cut to a part where you see Dustin and he's having intercourse with two ladies. And you see like there's a moment where like he's in the middle of it and he's looking specifically at the camera. And you see a moment like where he's almost like his 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 eyes go from like 
it, like he's like into what he's doing, obviously, and he's enjoying being recording. And there's this weird moment. And actually, I want you all to give me a perception and empathy roll difficulty six, if you could, please. I have two successes. I have three. I have five. You all see this, but I want to say this has a connection with you. I'm going to explain, Dennis, is how this has a connection. Wait, uh, does this rely on vision? Yeah. Seven successes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to explain what they see, and then I'm going to explain how it impacts you, okay? So you, as you guys are watching him in the middle of intercourse, and like I said, he's looking at the camera. You could tell like he's getting some kind of enjoyment that he's like recording himself on camera. And you're getting the sense, too, when you look at these women that these probably aren't like um, prostitutes like the like the last video that you saw and there's a moment where he's looking at the camera and you're just kind of like oh what a like a pretentious asshole like you know like he's getting joy from what he's doing but then he like you see this moment where like his face like just like saddens and he's like looking at the camera and you kind of just realize that like you two meaning lewis and keith realize at the moment that this man like it goes from this weird sense of pleasure to like a sense of depression like he's doing it and he's not like I don't know, like he's not enjoying it or he realized at that moment, like what he's doing. But you, Dennis, as you're looking at it, reality slaps you in the face because you're seeing this man and you're realizing this isn't art. You see that this is a man that's genuinely like lost himself. There's a moment where you legitimately feel enough empathy for him that you remember being under that table, taking that blood from Lawrence's wrist. And the verbal abuse that you had to take from Lawrence. And there's just this clear moment through all the supernatural layers of servitude and love and devotion that you feel a connection with that man that's in the camera. And you realize that man hates his fucking existence. Yeah. Uh, Dennis at this point is probably going to go and like see if this guy had like a liquor there or something. Yeah, you see like a little wet He's going to br- bring a couple extra glasses as well. Nice. You see, Dennis, like, and and while you do that, you're realizing that what you saw in that first video was probably real at that moment. And you go get the, you see Dennis, like, walk off, like, with this determination, like, how you walked into that apartment, Keith, like, you own that apartment, you see Dennis just walk to, like, this little, like, wet bar he has, and you see him, like, take a a bottle of, like, some high-end whiskey, and he takes, like, three glasses, and he goes and he hands you each a glass, and he cracks open, you hear the cracking of the bottle as he pours you each a drink. Yeah, I'll um, fill the tumbler completely, like, dang. to the top. Yeah, you see him fill it completely as you guys are seeing him do it. What's your mannerisms like as you're drinking? Like, what do these two see when you're when you're drinking your drink? It's just staring off into the distance, you know, just not talking. You realize something impacted him right at that moment. You two see that also while he's drinking. You guys have these two drinks. Are you guys drinking the drink that he poured you guys? Or are you just kind of, like, sitting there awkwardly holding it as he's slamming this? I'm just standing back going, like... Do you mind if I uh, hold on to that second tape? Why? You planning on doing something with it? Yes, actually. I don't think I I trust that you'll do something decent with it. No, don't worry. I don't work with, what would you call it, vulgar acts, nudity. Though I don't mind it, but no, no, no. I need it for something different entirely. I'll take a small sip from the glass. What kind of thing? (sighs) Well, lately I've been stuck in a sort of creative death space for 
I've just imagined, you know, perfect gallery, you know, imagine all these people living their lives, you know, look at the bleak faces, just like him, you know, the lady down at the reception, you know, the guy cleaning the streets, the trash man picking up the trash, right? So imagine a gallery of that, but then you replace their eyes with his eyes, sort of point towards the TV. At this point, Lewis is just, I didn't think my opinion of you could go any lower, but you just did that. So you don't understand art. Give me a self-control roll difficulty for right now, Dennis, because you just shared your passion and this man just like insulted it. Uh, Two successes. Two successes. So you feel when he says that you kind of see Lewis, you see Dennis just kind of like his eyes narrow for a second. He looks at you and then he just kind of like, it just kind of like does a dismissive exhale. So you guys are standing there right now. Now, you know, three things out of character, you know, that he was getting a divorce or four things, you know, he's getting a divorce. You know, you have that letter where someone named Jonathan Chase from Brentwood Industries is trying to reach out to him. You have the checks where he was writing out checks to that gentleman named Robert Sanders. And then he, then you have this Madrid imports paperwork right here. Oh, then the tapes, of course. So five things, but really I'd say almost like three leads, four leads. It's kind of your call. All right. So I think the first thing we should do is I, I I think we should call it this, this ex-wife of his just family is, even if he is going through whatever the hell that is, you know, he might want to try to reach out to his kids or whatever or something. We need, might, they might have an idea of where he might go or something, and she might have some idea. It's probably a good idea. We should see if they're okay. He doesn't seem like a mentally stable person. That sounds like a perfect thing for you to do, since it's been something you've gone through yourself. Well, there's more. Okay. I'm not going into my... Yes, okay. Uh, is there a number around here for her, or is anything is? Yeah, you see in the paperwork, there's a phone number listed in the paperwork. You got that. Is there anything else you other two are going to do? or? As soon as Lewis is distracted and moving off, um, Keith will gesture with his glass to the video. And Dennis, feel free to take it. And then he'll kind of just turn off and casually walk through the rest of the apartment. I'll make sure to dispose of it after. So we will go with you, Lewis. So Lewis, you see that he has a cordless phone. And you pick up the cordless phone and you dial the number. And it's about like 11 right now, 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. It's going to be afternoon. And you hear the, the ringing. And then on the third ring, you hear a pickup. Kira, hello? Hello, yes. Is this, uh, what was the ex-wife's name? Mary. This is Mary? Yes, this is her speaking. Who, who is this? Uh, my name is Lewis. Uh, don't, I, we, I just wanted to let you know, you're ex-husband hasn't been seen for a number of weeks now. Uh, have you had any contact with him? And you hear a pause, and you hear, and who are you? Uh, I'm Lewis. I'm j- I'm a uh, private investigator. I was just asked to uh, look into this by some of his friends. I haven't seen my ex-husband in about two months now. Okay. Uh, was... So I noticed your uh, divorce was some, told someone recent. Uh, there any hard feelings between you two? 
you hear this hesitancy, like you hear her lips like part a little bit over the phone. And she's like, I'd feel a lot more comfortable talking about this in person than over the phone. Oh, I understand. And uh, divorce, I went through it myself once. So it's, it's, it can be such an ordeal. You could say that definitely. Listen, you can come to this address and she gives you an address like a suburb on the outskirts. All um, right. We can maybe, uh, you can come by and have some tea, some coffee. Does the hour Co- sound coffee. good to you? Yeah. Yes, yes. I would love, love some coffee. Okay. <sighs> thank you. For, thank you for taking time. Uh, yes. I just talk. feel more comfortable talking in person. I hope you understand. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. I will see you in an hour then. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. You hear a click. Okay. So, just got off the ex-wife. Sounds pleasant. And I'm starting to... Th- and from what I'm guessing, I'm going to say it was mostly because of what he did. That's why things got divorced. If the way she acted was any indication. Well, I'm really surprised. And you find nothing else in the apartment, Keith. You find the fridge is empty. You don't. You you definitely could tell like he hasn't been in here for a while. But like, yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't find anything else of interest as you guys are three are standing there. All right. I guess so. I have an appointment with the ex-wife. Shouldn't be too hard. And uh, do either. Uh, do do you have any uh, leads you want to follow up on? Because as much as I don't want to don't really care for this person, we do need to find him, because we were asked. And I don't want to disappoint him. Well, I wish I could help you there, but... Well, what I guess, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, that uh, real estate guy, he he definitely believed if you came to him asking for money. He, he definitely seemed like his type. And a reminder, it was checks written out to the guy, to the real estate guy, but like, yeah. I, I, I know where he, I know, I've seen him around a few places, I could t- give you an idea of what to look for him. Yeah, you definitely know the office of his company. It's some sh- shady, shitty office space that's rented out. That's on the south side of Minneapolis. Yeah, I so, guess we could go check it out. Yeah, you, you you can go check it out. He'll yeah, he, you you seem like definitely like a his kind of a people. He he'll he'll get too suspicious if I show up. You are we so don't lucky. really see eye to eye that much. Try not to booth a widow. Oh please, I can I can behave like proper gentlemen. I know how to yes. do that. I know how to conduct myself. Striking looks. You can see Keith the this bickering. Like you can t- sense the tension between these two. You know that Lewis is going to go look at the ex-wife. Dennis is going to go look into this this real estate uh, property management guy. What do, what are you going to do as you see like things are getting a little tense between these two? Or and what are you going to do on your own? I uh, clear my throat real quick to hopefully snap them out of it. I'm going to dig into this Jonathan Chase, see what I know about him through our company. I suggest we part our ways now and move on. Yes. We will handle Keith first. So you guys are all leaving. We'll say you leave Ellsworth Towers to fast forward to save on time. What are you going to do from here, Keith? I will start driving to Brentwood Industries. I think my idea is to either call it a favor and ask someone on HR if they can tell me who this Jonathan Chase is, or maybe I can find some records at work specifically dealing with them. So you drive up to Brentwood Industries, which is in downtown Minneapolis. Brentwood Industries, by the way, is like a very like chic building in that it's like one of those skyscrapers that 
look like they're made of like glass and metal rather than made of like stone and like you know like like concrete in a way like you walk up to it you see reflection of cars as they're driving by you see this huge sign that has like it's written in blue it has like this sharp font with like a white outline that's around it that says brentwood and then it has like industries and smaller letters like underneath it and it's like 10 stories up if you were to look up it's like rather tall and you walk into the lobby of brentwood industries and you on the weekend you know that there's people who like work in here who are come to work on the weekend that's just how it is if you want to move ahead you got to come to work at all times so you walk in and you see like you hear mumbling or whatever and you will say that you have like an office like it's an outer office on like the fifth floor you know you have like a roll of decks and you have a you know desk and a phone and you have like a newer like ibm computer that's like kind of on there that you're kind of getting familiar with working with but it's still like kind of like some new technology but you're you're growing accustomed because you know that it's going to progress you in your career and you're we'll say we go up to your you go up to your office and um what are you going to do from there now if you want to look into it i could have you roll something i could have you here's the things what you have on there you have the phone number for him for jonathan chase on there you have where you can look uh, look them up. Like I can say you can do some research on your own, have you do a role. It's whatever you chose, one of those two options. What would you like to do? Let's see what I can dig up on my own first. Okay, let's go ahead and do an, let's do an intelligence and uh, investigation. And we'll say difficulty six. One success. Okay, so you're like digging through and you find it like really hard. You're like on the IBM and you're looking through and you find that he's with the d- data input data entry team originally and you're kind of like looking through and you're like wait but like he doesn't like that's weird because you're like he's not really like working under them anymore doesn't seem like but there's nothing official in writing that says like he's not part of them anymore like you're seeing his hours don't match with the hours he's using a couple different pay codes than like are normally used for like the data entry team but still says like under his thing that he's data entry but you're looking at that pay code and there's a moment where you're like oh you know like that's one of the pay codes that i've been given when I've done stuff for Kenneth and you're like, Hmm. And you kind of had this impression when you look at the pay code, you know, you're not the only one using it. And like I said before, you kind of had this impression before that there's other people that are like in the good old boy, good old boy, good old boy network other than Kenneth. But you're like, that's a different pay code. And so that's what you see by looking up. The number on the letterhead. Does it match with anything that I've come across? Phone number? No. Not the phone number, but it, it is the prefix of a number that's inside the building. Does that make sense? But it's not a number you've dealt with. There's so many numbers in this Brentwood industry, but it's definitely like has the area code in the first three prefixes. So, you know, it's a Brentwood industry number. Okay. Let's go ahead and give it a call. I'll pick up my chunky phone with the curled wire and dial in the numbers. You hear the phone ring like three times and then you hear it picked up and you hear it rattle for a second. Like this is Chase. Hello, Chase. This is Codwell up on the fifth floor. I'd like to meet with you today. Yeah, yeah. You, hey, you're lucky I'm in right now. Um, what, what, what is this pertaining to? Just have some questions for you concerning work. <laughs> you got questions from me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, okay, I'm in the seventh floor. You can find my office up there. I'm the only one in, all right? I'll be there shortly. All right. I look forward to it. And as you like get out of your office and you take the elevator and you go upstairs, you go onto the seventh floor and you're walking like there's a bunch of cubicle farms in the middle and you're walking towards the cubicle farms and you can kind of hear like the very, very light 
Credence Clearwater Revival, like coming from like a stereo that some people bring in their office, like a little AM FM stereo. And you're kind of like following the sound of the music as you walk by these cubicles. No one's in though. So it's kind of like a ghost town because it's Saturday. And as you come to the office, you see that there's this door that's open in the office. And you walk in, you see this desk. It just has like papers like pile all over the desk. And you see like there's this filing cabinet that's like about six foot tall that has like five drawers in it. And you see like there's like a coffee pot that's on top of it, like as coffee. You hear like the radio, like music coming from the radio. You hear like typing, like in a, like coming on like a typewriter or, or excuse me, on a computer, like one of the IBMs. And you walk in and you see this person looking up at you. They kind of have like uh, uh, auburnish hair, like it's kind of slightly curly, has a little high of a forehead, kind of has like a sharper nose somewhat and like blue eyes. And they're looking up at you. You see that it's rather intense, but you see this look of annoyance like on their face as they're looking at you. And you see they have like a white business shirt, but it's like rolled up at the sleeves. And you can see like there's a pair of sunglasses that are in the shirt pocket. And there's a cup of coffee that's steaming there and everything. And you see the person's like, yeah, so what do you want to talk about? Have a seat. And you like, you see him like kind of, you want some coffee? No, thank you. I'll stand. What the fuck? Okay. And he like, you see him like turn off the radio and he's, and he's like, so, and he leans back in the seat. Like, I don't even know who you are. What do you, what do you need to talk about? Taking a look around his room. Keith's kind of calculating who this person is. And as you like are saying that he takes a sip from his coffee mug and you see it has like Vietnam vet, like, like Vietnam veteran with a ribbon on like the coffee cup as he's taking a sip from it and he's just like looking at you you, you see these huge stack of papers but you notice that like when you walked in the room he kind of put like a blank piece of paper on like a couple of the stacks and he's just kind of eyeballing you like daring you to like try to snoop on like what he's doing you know like you can get the sense of like possessiveness coming from what he's doing right now as he's looking at you you look like the type of person who has a lot of information i'm curious what do you know about dustin edwards and you see him for a second, takes back and he clears his nose and he's like, <clears throat> and he like fucking pulls out a drawer, pulls out like a crystal ashtray and then pulls out a pack of cigarettes and he lights one and he's sitting there and he takes a sip of his coffee and he's like, I think you need to sit down. At his second insistence, Keith will unbutton his jacket and have a seat. And he's looking at you for a second and you see he's like, he's, there's a moment where he's scrutinizing you and he's like, how do you know that name? And how do you know that I know about this person? He's a business associate, and he'll, I'll open up my jacket and pull out specifically the letterhead and just place it on his desk. And you see there's a moment where like he's looking at the letterhead for a second, he's looking, and then you hear this like knock on the door, like on his door, like open up, and you hear like, a, hey, Jonathan, and he looks up, and he's like, oh, hey, William, what's up? And he's like, hey, I got those spreadsheets that you need to talk about, about, and you see him for a second, he looks at this William person, looks down at you, Keith, and you see that. Like they have like a, he has like blonde hair that's cut really short and he kind of has like European features a little bit and he stops for a second. He's looking at you and he has like, he has suit jacket on, but like his ties undone, like he's kind of dressed casually and you see Jonathan look at William and then look at you and he's like, Hey, I'll call you later, man. And he's like, and you see like this William guy nod as he like turns around and walks off and you look at William Keith and there has been times you have seen Kenneth talk to William. And usually it's like at times where like when you're like going up to a suite and you see like William be uh, taking the elevator down and usually like William kind of gives you like these dirty looks sometimes when you're like going up there. But like you will see usually Kenneth like will kind of like go from being annoyed when he's done seeing William to like happy when he sees you. But you don't run the same circles as William where William 
you you know he works for Brentwood, but you think he does more like accounting stuff or whatever. You while you're more of like a corporate hangout with these corporate exec types. So like you see, you you recognize this person for a little bit, but then you see William like look at you strangely, and then look at Jonathan, then turn around and walk off, and then you hear Jonathan go, "Huh? Well, I was to judge by looks, it looks like you two know each other." I am aware of him. Yeah, how how are you aware of him? Someone like you, and he like motions like to your suit and everything like that with his finger. I simply raise my eyebrow and point back to the paper on the desk. We were talking about Dustin. Yeah, that's that's cool. But I'm talking about you now. You, you're coming into my office asking me how I know someone. You want it, you want all these answers from me? Like, listen, it's cool, man. You want to come in here? And I get it. And we don't run the same circles in the company. And I get it. And you're asking about this person, and I 100% get it. I just want to make sure we're, we're working for the same people, right? Before coming up here, I looked into you a little bit as I haven't heard of you within the company before. And what really struck out to me about you, Jonathan, was your pay code. And I just leave it at that. And you see a like a like a sense of like he kind of like smiles and I was like, so we are working for the same team, huh? Now what can you tell me about Dustin? Well, you're straight to the point, huh? Well, and you see him take a sip of coffee, kicks back, and he's like Dustin's came on my radar and I've been told by people who give those pay codes to look into it. I noticed some trends in my shitty fucking job I had before this of entering data and me and others like your pal there that you met have been tasked to look into some shit involving a company. We think there's someone inside the company who's leaking secrets and maybe doing worse shit, but we're keeping this off the radar. Thus, me still being data entry and using a new pay code if you catch my drift. What do you know about the dust now? It's my turn, man. Don't you go teasing me and not giving me anything in fucking return. That's not how the shit works, right? And all the movies I watch, it's usually now you give me something. Well, what I do know about Dustin is he often puts on a face around work, has an ex-wife, some kids, and is um, into some unfavorable after-work activities. But like hooker and blows, hookers and blow, like all you fucking people do. Like what? Oh, that doesn't scare me. All right. I'm a big boy. I don't give a fuck what he does like by himself. I need to get to the bottom of some shit. So let me, let me rephrase my question here for you. Is there anything that you know about him that involves anything that could harm this fucking company? And let me tell you this, man, we are on the same pay code and it's your fucking duty, right? For the good of the company to fucking tell people what's going on if someone can harm the company, right? you're just like that William guy. I mean, I don't know him from a fucking hole in the wall. To me, he's a spoiled fucking brat that like is, is sitting here growing up, never had a fucking sacrifice for anything. And you see him like fucking drink from his Vietnam vet glass. And of course it's someone on me who has to clean up the mess and figure out what the fuck's going on. You guys and your secretive, like you do, what do you know? What do you know? Just tell me, do, do you know if this did guy did anything that could hurt Brentwood industries? Cause I just want to be done with this shit. I want to get my promotion. I want to get my own fucking office. I like this office they gave me for this shit. I want to get out of my fucking data entry job. Tell me, Jonathan, what do you know about Madrid? Mm. Mm. You see him like shake his, close his eyes, shake his head. That's what I'm talking about. That's the good shit right there. That's why I wanted to hear. I know that asshole, this Dustin guy who conveniently is fucking gone, was fucking probably willing and dealing some shit to fucking this company. And so we're on the same pay code so i think i could tell you this but me and that guy that you just saw and a couple other people were trying to like um 
stop these assholes from taking a controlling interest of Brentwood Industries right now. And it's not, well, I mean, I don't fucking know the numbers game. That 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 pretentious asshole who's just in here knows that shit. But I'm more of a find shit out that people don't want to know and get better offices with that information because I hate my fucking job beforehand kind of guy. So let me tell you this. I'll owe you if you give me some information on this Madrid imports. They're fucking some company from fucking Canada. We think is tied to Spain probably who fucking are trying to get a controlling interest right now. Brentwood Industries. And this asshole, this Dustin dude, was fucking dealing with him. And now he's fucking gone. And, of course, he was on the payco, too. And guess what? You're probably going to go do something else to get some new fucking... What do you drive? Uh, Ferrari, Mercedes. You, you have a nice apartment, too, right? Probably, right? Ellsworth Towers. All that fucking asshole who's just in here talks about his wanting to apartment there. That's all I got to hear whenever we go get lunch. And Is that what you're about to tell me now? I drive what I drive, and I live where I live. Hmm. A man who knows what he wants. Ooh, that's what I like to hear. All right. Keith will lean back a little bit, kind of sliding out, putting leg one leg over the other. I have some information that could be helpful to you. And since you'll owe me, he'll reach into his inner jacket and pull out that manila envelope and just place it also on the desk. You see Jonathan like stands up from his chair and grabs the envelope and kind of like walks towards like his little window that he has in his office and he like opens the manila envelope. You kind of see like his back or the side of him as he's like leafing through the papers and he's like, you're there for about 10 minutes and you're waiting because you know there's going to be a reaction and you're get the fuck out of here. I fucking knew. Get this shit. You want to know fucking something? No motherfucker in this fucking whole goddamn building knew anything was going on. Until I saw this shit and those fucking numbers that these assholes have me crunching. And now all of a sudden it's code fucking red. Secret fucking pay codes. Shh, don't tell HR. We got to fucking stop this and have some fucking guy named William work with you all the time. That I don't even fucking know. And now I find this. Right? Thank you. And he closes it. Now I can show. I can show these fucking people that I have proof that my numbers were right. I mean, if proof's not enough of having secret fucking pay codes and being given to office and working on the fucking weekend with an asshole who complains about being hung over all the time or wanting to go out to the bar on Saturdays and not work, I owe you. But I'll tell you what, man, and I know better now. I've caught in drifts. I've caught in winds and looks, and I've been told by a couple people, man, like, watch your P's and Q's when you get into the fucking new pay code kind of things. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to ask too many questions. I know to keep my mouth fucking shut. And whoever you may be fucking representing or working for, you let him know that Jonathan Chase is doing this fucking company good. Can you do that for me? I could put in a word. Because I got a feeling I'm going to get a badass reward for doing this. I already just kind of been hinted at. And I got a feeling I'm going to be getting some kind of fucking reward. And I hope it's a fucking promotion. God damn, I hope it's a fucking promotion. All right, I got shit to do. But thank you again, all right? You know my number. You know how to call me and everything. Just keep me in the loop. And I owe you one, all right? And at that, I will stand up, button my coat, give him a firm handshake, and walk away. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Why have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? 
one that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.